0: This is KRCU's Going Public. I'm Dan Woods, and I'm joined in the studios by Liz Haynes. She's executive director of Old Town Cape. Hi, Liz.
1: Hi. Thanks so much for having me on the show today.
0: Good to have you here. And Brennan Tote is a roofing and other construction work. He's working on the Broadway theater. That's what we're going to be talking about. Brennan, good to have you here, too. Hey,
2: Dan. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay. So, Liz, I'm going to start with you. So give us uh, sort of a quick review uh, on the recent events around the Broadway Theater and how we got to where we are today.
1: You bet, absolutely. So um, as most people hopefully know, Old Town Cape is all about downtown revitalization. And so with that, historic preservation is at the heart of what we do every day at Old Town Cape. And so literally for decades, we have been uh, attempting to, uh, to find the, the right person, the right folks to rehab the Broadway Theater. Um, unfortunately, it has sat vacant for quite a long time and fell into disrepair. Um, so over the years, a number of different things took place, such as feasibility studies, um, multiple, multiple tours of all kinds of different groups of people. Uh, at one point, there was a group that was looking to do uh, a full-on event venue, and they, they probably got the furthest um, with, uh, with the project, but ultimately it, it didn't work out. There was many others that looked at it and, and also looked at it for that same iteration of an event venue. Um, but then, a nonprofit was formed. I guess about two, two and a half years ago or so, um, by Suzanne Hightower, and uh, there was some some attempts uh, to to raise money to turn the theater back into again uh, an event venue. Unfortunately, um, that wasn't able to come to fruition, and uh, we, we had tried to, to support uh, the nonprofit as much as we could during that time, but um, when, when that wasn't, um, it was evident that wasn't going to work out, um, we really started brainstorming. Dr. Steve Hoffman, who's a faculty member here and the coordinator of the Historic Preservation Program at SIMO. And I put our heads together. And uh, at the time, Brennan uh, was working on rehabbing the River and Rails building (laughs) there uh, that that now is... is going to be fully occupied soon. um, And he did an excellent job rehabbing that. Uh, When he acquired it, uh, he'll say it was actually in worse condition than the Broadway theater uh, was (laughs) when he acquired it. Uh, It was an old warehouse that was um, being used for storage at the time. And uh, he acquired it and uh, transformed it into the beautiful um, part of our downtown that it is today. In fact, one of his tenants just had a grand opening this weekend, which was really exciting. It's awesome to see so many people uh, in that area there at the end of Maine. So we had seen, you know, what he was capable of. And we thought, you know, we need to get him through the theater. Uh, At that same time, we were bringing all sorts of folks through, different potential folks we thought might be involved with the project, city council members, the mayor, um, city staff. And so we brought Brennan through in mid-August of last year. And we did a tour and, you know, St- Dr. Hoffman is a wealth of information on the building because for many, for quite a long time, he has brought his students through and um, he's got uh, an amazing uh, backlog of, of history on the building. So Brennan was asking many questions as we were touring the the space and um, we went in every corner. You know, we went upstairs, we went down in the, the huge basement, we went all over the place and we could tell right from the beginning that Brennan had some an awesome vision for the space, uh, which he'll talk more about exactly what the, what his vision is here, um, shortly. So, you know, after we met with Brennan, um, then and and Brennan expressed interest in you know potentially doing something with the project. Um, then we started having conversations with city council members, with city staff um, about what you know what this could look like. Because in the meantime, the city had actually condemned the property, so that's why at that time we we really had to involve the city in the conversation. So uh, we had some uh, some meetings. Brennan um, is out of town most of the time, actually, doing some, some mission work. And so we had some Zoom meetings with city um, staff and uh, really started talking about, you know, whether or not this could be a feasible project. So fast forward many, many months after many, many, many more meetings. Um, we ultimately um, learned through these conversations with the city that um, they would that we could uh, pursue an alternative to stabilization. And so we had to present at a couple different city council meetings, um, and it ultimately was up to a city council vote whether we could move um, forward or or not on that. And so... They ultimately did vote that we could have, you know, this alternative to to demolition, which would be stabilization. And so um, then we did some grassroots canvassing. Uh, We went all around our downtown talking to folks about the project and all the value that it would bring to our community um, and encouraged folks to come out to the city council meetings. And it was really incredible to see the outpouring of support for the project. Um, There was a record number of people that showed up at the city council meeting. They had to drag in extra chairs. They had to, open the doors to the city council chambers and people lined up in the hallways. So just to see that level of community support, we really realized, Hey, there is definitely, you know, a, a need for this in the community. There's this many people that are excited about the project. And so ultimately um, it, it was decided that we could move forward with a redevelopment agreement, um, which is which, which, you know, after lots of back and forth, uh, we came up with the, the specifics on that. And um and, you know, the, the rest is kind of history. Um, we had a groundbreaking um, just, what, a couple of weeks ago. And now when you drive down Broadway, you can see that the work is absolutely progressing. So uh, many, many decades got us uh, of, of hard work um, got us to where we are today. But um, kudos to Brennan for having the vision to, to bring us to where we are today.
0: Yeah, thanks for putting all that summary together, Liz. That's been yeah. a lot happening. So, Brennan, what attracted you to, to this project? It's a big one. Um, what made you think, oh, this is going to be, I can do this?
1: Well,
2: I guess one of my weaknesses is I love big projects. (laughs) Uh, The bigger, the better sometimes. And so I'm going to tell on Liz a little bit here because um, really what attracted me to the project, believe it or not, was when Liz and Dr. Hoffman locked me inside the building.
1: (laughs) That's a good story. (laughs) I left that part out, Brennan. (laughs) So of course,
2: as, as the story goes, we were touring this dark, damp theater and we had made our way through the whole building and it was time to leave. And Little did we know that the maintenance man had seen the door open and so he closed it and locked it. So, much to our surprise, as you can imagine, when we went to leave and we shook the old metal doors and they wouldn't open, we all kind of looked at one another with a bit of fright. But after a few phone calls, we were safely escorted out. But no, I was attracted to the building. uh, Yeah, from the very first day I saw it, really uh, reminded me of some of the projects that I've had the privilege of doing in New York City, some large, uh, large scale projects. That are just massive concrete and brick and steel structures and that's exactly what this theater is and I was able to, in my opinion, just view it from a different perspective maybe than just what it was. Uh, I, have, I do have a passion for taking old buildings and trying to make them have a modern purpose and a use to the community and still highlight the the beauty in the old construction because it, it truly is a marvel of engineering and construction, the way the building was built. Even being 100 years old, it's very robust, and, and it certainly has the capacity to be returned to use into the community.
0: So for those, I, I, we know you as roofing. So how, how did you get into this path of doing this other sort of redevelopment work? Cause I didn't realize you've done stuff in New York City. So talk about that a little bit.
2: Well, that's mostly my uh, volunteer mission work, where where I've I've been had the privilege of working in in different um, uh, different parts of the country, and 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 even traveled internationally some. But you know, my my uh, my venturing into development probably really started as as. Um, when I was little, you know, I loved to come down. My, my mom had an antique booth at pastimes and Annie Laurie's, and oh. we'd always come downtown. And I just loved the old buildings. And I remember thinking to myself, even as a young man, you know, one day, one day I'd love to, to get a hold of one of these old buildings. And so it was a few years ago, and finally the opportunity presented itself to uh, tackle the River and Rails building, and my roofing background actually really assisted me in that because that was the biggest problem with that building was that the roof was completely compromised, and, and there was some brick work there that needed to be done. So that segued nicely into the Broadway Theater, which obviously has uh, had had a compromised roof system and and some other structural things that we're tackling. But I love the development side of it. I, I didn't realize how much of a passion I would have for that until. Got into the River and Rails, and there was just something so special to me. I'll never forget that feeling I had when I got the first tenant to come into the River and Rails building. And uh, it was Kelly Golden with Frame of Memory Photography. And she said to me, I would never have left doing my studio out of my home unless I found the perfect place. And this is it. And I'm so happy that we were able to get, you know, multiple businesses in that building that Cape Girardeau did not have uh, prior to. And so there's a bit of a high that comes with that, bringing bringing in new businesses and helping the community grow. And and then you get urged on in such positive ways by Liz and Old Town Cape Mm -hmm. and Dr. Hoffman. And it just made it the natural next step to look into another project. And there was this beautiful Broadway theater just begging for a little bit of a TLC. Let
0: me ask you one more question while it's on my mind. So... You talk about these older buildings, and this one was very well built. How are buildings built today versus how they used to be built? It, it was a whole different way of doing things, right?
2: Well, certainly. We've seen advancement in building codes over the years. Um, but these bu- older buildings were certainly well-engineered. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's it, inside the Broadway Theater reminds you of a miniature stadium, really. Uh, a lot of suspended concrete, a lot of... Uh, 12 inch to 14 inch thick brick walls Uh, you know a two by four in 1920 was a true two inches by four inches a two by four now would be an inch and a half by three and a half the old building materials are very robust Mm. and um, we've had a 12,000 pound excavator inside the machines on a suspended concrete floor and uh, it has been everything that that machine could do to even tear down some of the interior pieces that we needed to remove and we're each day we're all left just kind of shaking our heads and laughing a little bit about the quality Mm. of the construction of these old buildings it's it's truly impressive and you'll hear that right people in the industry will say you know they don't make it like they used to and there's a lot of truth to that interesting
0: okay liz so what are the benefits uh for of revitalizing the broadway Absolutely.
1: So there's many. Um, so for one thing, as Brennan was talking about, you know, it, it provides opportunities for new businesses. Uh, part of, of his vision for the space, which I think he'll be talking about here, um, here shortly, but is to have retail spaces on the street level, both on Ellis and Broadway. Um, So, with that, uh, being an accredited Main Street organization, we have access to transformation strategies. So, our Main Street organization looks at data, population, you know, all kinds of different factors to ultimately identify okay, where are the gaps in our community and what do we need to do to fill those gaps? And so, with that, um, we have different businesses that have been suggested that, you know, this business would do well and thrive in this downtown and it would fill a gap that you currently have. Um, So, it, it Gives, it allows for opportunities to recruit businesses that we don't already currently have to come into you know kind of a turnkey space, and they can be especially right now at this point they can get in on this and help even. Devise what their space is going to look like, which mm-hmm. is what some of Brennan's tenants did with, with River and Rail. So, so that, that alone, um, the opportunity to have great um, space for entrepreneurs to, to thrive is, is a big piece of it. Um, with that, tied in with that, um, is increased sales tax revenue. revenue. For our for our downtown community, we're also the um, administrative managers of the downtown community improvement district, and hmm. portion of those funds um, are from are appropriated from downtown businesses, and um, that that funding helps. You know do things like uh, provide extra safety patrols add um, cameras throughout our downtown um, all types of things that help our downtown thrive litter control you know just to name a few yeah. um, in addition um, I think kind of an obvious one is Street state streetscape beautification so you know Broadway is a gateway to our downtown community it is a main corridor where you know you you enter our downtown and The more we are able to beautify it, the better for our community as a whole. So, um, you know, having that space be beautiful, thriving, vibrant part of our community um, helps, you know, the entire rest of the community and and brings everyone up. Um, Also, increased property values. So when, you know, with, with this space being rehabbed, then, um, that increases the property values of the surrounding buildings within the downtown district. So, um, in addition, more traffic and, and revenue to our downtown Mm -hmm. because of the new businesses that will be added. Um, and then, and finally, another, uh, benefit of revitalizing the building is another piece of what Brennan will talk about for his vision is, is living spaces. So this project will include living spaces. There is a demand for living spaces. In fact, there is a wait list, um, for downtown living spaces. People want to live in our downtown community, and this provides more opportunities for that. Um, The studies show that, you know, when people live downtown, they are going to support your downtown businesses. So, you know, provides more living spaces that, you know, those folks that are downtown residents will then support the downtown businesses that exist throughout our downtown.
0: Let's talk about uh, hidden surprises. Um, We saw some video, it might have been video or a picture online about some mosaic tile, I guess, when you're doing some work. Are you expecting other? surprises?
2: Well, Dan, we're one-third of the way into this building, so (laughs) I anticipate that we're going to stumble on several, several surprises. Uh, uh, We're we're always proceeding with caution as we tear into a new portion of the building because certainly there's a lot to be preserved uh, from the 1920s light fixtures that, that we'll get to show off to uh, to the oh, public soon. And that's cool. And to, to the mosaic tiles, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. We, we found some hidden, uh, in beneath two layers of stucco. We found some, um, uh, some pretty ornate pipe railings that had been buried at some point. And, you know, you never know what you're going to find the next piece of a uh, carpet that you pull up. You never know what history you'll find there. Um, I'll tease one more thing that we've found that's going to come out soon, but Talk about some signatures mm. that we found in the old dressing room underneath the stage back from the uh, late 1920s. So there's a lot of history here, and it's certainly something that you can't get back if you if you take it down. So we want to preserve it and, uh, and showcase it to the community. Almost like a time capsule. It really is. It really is. I mean, when you have old signatures and, and their family names that are still in the area and uh, it's a, it's just a piece of valuable history that you can't get back, and so we're yeah. we're excited to to preserve that.
1: It's amazing, and make sure to check out the Old Town Cape social media pages where we are releasing videos of these hidden gems that Brennan and his crew keep continue to find.
0: So, Brennan, what's your vision for the completed Broadway theater? What's what do you see?
2: Oh man, how much time do you have? <laughs> Sure, I can talk to you about the, the, the living spaces and the retail spaces and the mixed use, but if, if truly the vision is fill community needs, right? Showcase our town. That's the vision. Whatever it takes to do that uh, within the restraints of what we can do with, with the old theater, you know, we want to do. But it is true that we are going to put mixed use in the building. Uh, we want to my vision would be to bring in businesses that Cape Girardeau does not currently have, or maybe that they have a shortage of, and that are that would really help our downtown. Uh, I I love that part the most, as I kind of talked about with the river and rails. It, it's it's uh, important to me to bring in, you know, businesses that maybe just can help the community thrive and grow with with a new facet to to uh, to the. The retail region so we're going to have some retail spaces in there in fact i'm, I'm happy to report uh, we do have two spaces already pre-leased there in in the uh, front part of the the broadway theater so we're excited Yay! to wow. <laughs> excited to announce that and hopefully we'll get the third one filled up soon but that does demonstrate and uh, that if the building is properly rebuilt and the history is kept alive you know uh, we have entrepreneurs that are interested in these types of buildings, and and maybe not so much just um, a brand new building that's put up, but these old historic buildings. They have a certain charm to them that entrepreneurs and business owners really want. And so my goal is to partner with those entrepreneurs and try to get them into a space that really fits their needs and brings a new business to Cape. And then, of course, who wouldn't want to live in a uh, you know a nice apartment above the old theater? You know, uh, we we're envisioning some nice loft style apartments with some exposed ceilings, exposed brick. And, you know, who knows, maybe even a part of the old proscenium arch inside the apartment there. So our goal is to really make this building come back to life, be the talk of the town and highlight the history while filling these different community needs.
0: Give us an idea of how long it's going to take. What's the timeline look like? to
2: achieve sure. the vision sure so you know the vision is in phases so uh, phase one which will start in in a couple months we anticipate that 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 phase is going to take a year and then we're going to just work our way back to in the, th- through the back of the building and we're into phase two and three and you know phase two is slated to take about a year and a half and, and phase three about about a year and a half, as well, maybe up to two years. So, you know, you're talking about a long-term vision here. This isn't going to be something that's done overnight, but it is going to be done calculated and in a way that you'll be able to see steady progress on this building. And we're excited for that. And as we mentioned, we've got we got some interested parties lining up. the The quicker they see the progress on the building, the more interest they have. It just allows us to move that much faster.
0: So, there used to be a nonprofit that that owned the Broadway or Cape Broadway Theater, what was it called, Liz? But I guess that's now no longer in existence. And I guess, Brendan, you technically own the facility and you're doing mm-hmm. the work. Kind of tell us how that's how that came to be, Liz.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So as we had uh, mentioned before, there was this nonprofit that was formed, you know, two years or so ago that was attempting to, to raise money to, to turn the, the building back into an event um, venue, a theater. Um, but when that um, didn't work out and Brendan came into the picture, um, you know, Brennan, before he was going to move forward with this project, of course, needed to um, own the building, mm-hmm. and right. so uh, we were able to connect Suzanne Hightower, the executive director of that nonprofit, and she had a board, a, a small board as well, with Brennan, so that they could have um, conversations about what that, you know, next step could potentially look like. So, um, over the course of uh, some some different conversations, um, ultimately the the um, the The Broadway Theater nonprofit was very supportive and positive about this project. Um, you know, they just they didn't want to see this this building demolished. They wanted right. to see it saved, of course, right. and so uh, they were mu- very much in favor of doing everything that mm-hmm. they could. To bring this project to fruition, and so um, they uh, Brennan was able to acquire the the building from the uh, nonprofit, and he now owns the building um, so that he could move forward with with the project. Um, and and those folks that you know were on the board, and, and Suzanne, you know, have been um, very supportive and, and friends of of um, Brennan and, and this the team throughout. You know, as this project has has started to progress, so we're very thankful uh, for them and you know the the yeah. work that they did because we may not be here today if it wasn't for you know for their early work a few years ago and trying to save the building. So So tell us Brennan
0: how this sort of works when you do a big project like this there's a funding mechanism involved so you own it but you have to do the work and then maybe build to suit whoever the business might be I guess and so then the money back from rent rental and I guess tax stuff will actually make it all work is that sort of in layman's terms how it works (laughs) how does it work? I wish it was that simple.
2: <laughs> no, but that yeah, that is true. So of course, you know, we've got uh, got our funding in place, uh, starting in phase one, and anticipating, of course, moving right into phase two and three once mm-hmm. phase one is complete. But yeah. yeah, that's the ticket, right? So you you um, you prove your metal that you can indeed build out this space and indeed lease it out, um, and and that just provides you you know the groundwork that you need. Uh, to move into the next phases and and so that's our that's our objective with phase one that's why we're so excited that most of the buildings already pre-leased because it just paves the road for phase two to start yeah. immediately and of course we did uh, enter a redevelopment agreement with the city which was uh, slightly less beneficial to me than maybe say a tiff like we had done on the river and rails building and like we see many other developers yeah. do downtown but it was still uh, we could see that the city wanted to be partners in this, and and they they wanted to, you know, put something together that uh, made made the benefits enough that it would be worth considering. So we we uh, we appreciated that very much and grateful. Uh, you know, a lot of behind the scenes paperwork. You know, Greg Young and Mark Grimm and yeah. these these guys they do a lot of this work behind the scenes that. Uh, takes a lot. And um, so, we, we, yeah, we, we worked closely. Um, Susan Layton, she, she's uh, been a godsend in helping work through those things. But, you know, it has to check all the right boxes. It has to make sense for everyone. It has to make sense for the city, for the development, for Old Town Cape, for mm-hmm. downtown. And um, I've always said from the beginning, you know, if you can check all the right boxes, then uh, what, what's holding us back? And so we're happy to be able to work that out with the city and, and to have some benefits that help us, help us make this project even possible. And and so now we're excited to see it in the works here.
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to add that uh, there were some amazing city council members that were really kind of our partners in this whole um, this whole process. And you know, we we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for their support, Absolutely. and and um, and partnership and, and guidance um, through the the project. So I we really appreciated you know the those folks' willingness to you know kind of think outside the box. Um, you know, these types of projects that are city and private um, partnerships mm. happen all across the nation, all across the whole world, in fact. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's really exciting that um, we ultimately were able to, um, you know, pursue this um, this type of a, a huge project that will have enormous impact on our local economy Um through, you know, the the folks that were supportive of this project.
0: Well, Liz, Brandon, thank you both for spending time with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. To hear more interviews, visit krcu.org.